Hey, today I'm super excited for our guest, Bill, and his daughter, Desiree. We're going to talk a little bit about outlaw trucking and some old school tactics. I love it. Let's get rolling on Beyond the Rig. This is Beyond the Rig. Well, welcome to another episode of Beyond the Rig. I got you as a co-host today, man. What happened? Glad to be here with Slick Willie. That's what we like to call him. Look at his head. Looks good. Spiffed it up for you, sir. Nice and spiffy. Yeah, so I don't know if this is punishment for me or you. Well, clearly it's punishment for me. I hired you back. We can't get rid of you, so they put you down here in this room and just kind of put you behind a microphone. Those of you that don't know Slick Willie, and I'm sure those members of this podcast have been watching for a while, they've gotten to know him a little bit. The man can talk. So when we put him in the basement, in the studio, he can talk to Burt Reynolds over there. He can talk to this corner over here. That's what Will does. So we're glad he's here with us, though. This is perfect. A microphone, a platform. He's good to go. And the Transformer. And before anything over here, I'm glad you're here because I have to give a shout out to Lucas Smith. So everybody that, if you can see Brett Stabler, he's as big as a linebacker. And I have to give a shout out for Lucas Smith. So this episode right here, those of you that are going to be viewing it, it's going to be like Fight Club. So I'm going to probably throw my co-host through the drywall and stuff. And uh, I'm really going to tune him up pretty good for you, Lucas, for what he did to you about four years ago back at the Buckeye Terminal. So I got you. Lucas is like the size of an offensive (laughs) lineman, except he's only like 5'8". And Will looks like a, a, well... A retired water boy. Let's just put it that way. You DDT'd him through the drywall. <laughs> but hey, today's going to be, I'm glad you're on here, man. You're always high energy, and I'm glad you've got the uh, Phil Donahue microphone over well, here. I got the mic so I can freely roam. I've been known to get up, Bill. Just and sing. Right, so you know, I like to get up and just move around, so that's what I do. And sing? Well, I like karaoke, <laughs> if the if the mood's right, so... You guys need to hear me serenade. I can do that because that's what I, you're known for, man. Is bringing some that's entertainment. Right. So right. I need to that's see right. it before the end of the episode. That's right. uh, today we got a pretty cool show in line. I'm yes, glad you're do. here to be part of it, man. We've got kind of a, a legend that was down at the uh, the Buckeye Terminal for years, and I remember he was one of the second drivers to ever yell at me and put me <laughs> in my place. So when I started with Knight, I thought I knew what I was doing. And uh, the drivers came in, and he's an old-school driver. And I remember this gentleman. I told him what I thought was right, and he pretty much told me, mind my own business. This is what I'm doing, and you're not going to change who I am. And with that being said, man, we have Mr. Bill Harrow. Welcome to the show. And you have your lovely daughter, Desiree. So we have a family on the show today. So I can't wait to see where this goes. How about you? Hey, I, I, I'm excited. The family that drives together, well, I don't know what else. Maybe stays <laughs> together, right? Something along those lines. But, Bill, hey, I'm going to give you a little redemption here. Will says that you were evil and mean and you like to yell at him, <laughs> which he gets all the time from his parents and his wife. He's used to it, so don't worry. I came on board with, uh, with uh, running the Phoenix Terminal very late in, in Bill's career when he, was, when he was getting real close to retirement. So I had a much more <coughs> refined version of Bill. He never yelled once. He instructed and he taught, and he was very cordial with everybody on our floor. So, so Bill, I appreciate that. Well, it was my pleasure. The staff there was fantastic. <laughs> See. Even the guys in the truck shop were fantastic. Yeah. All of them? Well, most of them. <laughs> I trained the other ones. So. The only ones are the ones I trained. Well, Bill, I'm curious, man. All the years you spent with Knight, I think you hit, what, your 2 million mile mark with us? No, I came pretty close to it. I had a, a million eight hundred fifty-two thousand. I think we should round it up and then to I two had, yeah. Well, if you count all the miles I didn't get paid for. <laughs> Probably three, three million miles. Huh? Hey, we did mention outlaw side of Bill. Is this is this pre like safety everything that trucking companies implemented here, or uh, are we allowed to talk about that? Who says two heads are better than one? <laughs> uh, well, Bill, we want you on here, man, for your knowledge, your legend, your daughter coming into the industry, and we just want you to share with our listeners and anybody that's viewing out there, man, just uh, paint a picture of uh, 
what it is you helped pioneer from then till now. Yeah. Take us back a little bit. Well, you know, there was a lot of guys that that, uh, that set the stage before I came came on board. I think Knight was had started probably ten years before I I came on board. Uh, so they had a lot of trailblazing before I got there. Uh, when Des t- decided to tell me she didn't want to drive, they asked me what company to go to. There's only one company that I could think of that would do it right. And that would be night because of their record and their outstanding training programs. I I was a trainer for a while, which I had a lot of a lot of fun doing. But uh, how many years were you with night? Probably about eleven total. Eleven. Like that. Nice. Eleven years. One point eight million. Uh, yeah. Off and on, <clears throat> I, I I took a hiatus one time. I went to work for the mines. Okay. I was driving the four hundred ton trucks. Dump, dump trucks. The big boys. Oh gosh. Yeah, 400 tons keeps a lot of. Yeah. That's a lot of weight to, to keep control of. Yeah, that would keep. I can barely up. control my truck. That's yeah, only 80. No he says 400 tons. I know. Like that's why I'm like, um, yeah, it's yeah, only that's 400 tons. 400 it's tons. Like a Corolla no, I mean, or something. Eight, you know? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Well, on the 25th anniversary, I was Larry Knight was asking me about it, you know, and I was telling him about the dynamic on the on the. They have a, a big. Like thirty-two uh, cylinder engines. Yeah. But that's all it does is it drives the the motors, the electric motors on the truck, huh. and that's how it brakes as well. The dynamics. So it doesn't really have brakes; it just has electronic. Interesting. Motors. Yeah, that's interesting. And, uh, I just have air. <laughs> that's you know, right. Thirteen foot tires, twenty-six foot to get on top of those things. Uh, they're a lot of fun, but they're dangerous as heck. Bill, you're a man's man. You give something for, for Will to look up to and try to aspire to at one point in his life. He's a long ways away, but I think he can get there. <laughs> hey, you told us a really cool story kind of before we before we got going with the with the podcast today. The, uh, the outlaw version? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, about how you got your CDL license. Uh, would you share that with us and the audience? Because I think it's fantastic. Only because the statute of limitations have run out. <laughs> you don't have to say any names, but if you do want to give a shout out, it's okay. <laughs> well, like uh, my younger brother, my much younger, much handsomer brother, John, was a director producer of corporate meeting shows nationwide. And he calls me up one day and he says, he asked me if I had a CDL. And I said, no, I don't. And he said, well, you need to get one because... This is on a Thursday afternoon. Because I need a truck on the road, a 53-footer, from Phoenix to Orlando on Tuesday morning. So go down Tucson and get your CDL and get up here Tuesday morning. So I said, well, you can't get a CDL you know, that soon. He says, yeah, yeah, you can. Because you can get anything if you throw enough money at it. So, <laughs> adios, get, what are you doing standing around talking to me? Get, get, get your going. ass going. So I said, okay, so I go down to DMV and I get a booklet. And the book was telling me that I needed to get a physical. I needed to pass the preliminary test to get a permit. And then once I get a permit, I could go to a school and I could get my training. So I go to the clinic there in my hometown in San Manuel. And I go in as a walk-in to see the doctor for the physical. In the meantime, I'm reading this this CDL book on how to drive a big rig. So I get my physical done. I go back to the DMV. I take my test. I pass my test. So then Friday morning, I go down to Tucson to this school, and I talk to the manager, and I says, I need to get a driver's license by Monday night. It's Tuesday. <laughs> I got to be on the road, you know. He says, well, you, you got to go through a four-week course. And I said, well, I laid a $100 bill on his desk. Are you sure? I got to go. I said, you sure it's got four, four <laughs> weeks? He said, well, it, it could be a little bit shorter than four weeks. You know, it, let me think about it. So I put another $100 down. <laughs> said, yeah, you're working on it, you know. Passing so, that test? <laughs> excuse me? Closer. Passing the test? <laughs> yeah, pass, passing the test, yeah. So anyway, got up to $650. <laughs> And the $50 was for the test. 
The other six, the other <laughs> six hundred went went in his pocket. <laughs> so that's a Friday. So Friday evening, I get on this truck, and there's like twelve people in this little. Uh, I think it was a, a Freightliner, an old Freightliner donated by Warner, you know, <laughs> to this company. It had like eight hundred fifty thousand miles on it, falling <laughs> apart as you battling going down the road. And I got about 10 minutes of driving on that before the next guy got in. So I said, well, that ain't going to do it. I said, I need to live on more than that. <laughs> so this trainer says, well, he says, I'll bring the truck up, and we can drive it on Saturday. And he said, it'll cost you 100 bucks." <laughs> I said, okay, well, here's 100 bucks for you, too. <laughs> so <clears throat> he goes up to my small town in Salmon Well, which is small community, it was built in the 1950s, but it's got tight corners. It's got, you know, know. Uh, small streets. So we spent about three hours driving around town, and I drove up to Oracle, which is 13 miles away, and then back down to Sandwell. I said, okay, I got it. That's, that's good enough for me. So he said, okay, well, come in Monday, and we'll give you your test. So I go down there Monday, and... He's riding on my on my front porch, and we're, he's telling me how to back up, doing the seraphine and and doing the forty five. <laughs> during during the test. Yeah, yeah that's the fantastic. <laughs> so I, I give him another fifty bucks for doing that, you know, just <laughs> keep it going. So then he, they're able to give me the, the driver's test. Even the, I just Get he signed off on me. There. Go down to DMV. They gave me my license. And I'm good to go till I get to Mississippi. <laughs> Tuesday morning, I left Tuesday morning. I get down there in Mississippi, like on a Thursday, and I'm tired. I mean, I'm, it's like 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm beat. You've been driving for like three days straight? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> right. You know, you know 50, 55 in Texas takes you two, two days to get through. Those really cool yellow jacket pills or whatever that you take at the truckers truck stop? No, no, I never did that kind of okay. stuff. No, I never stayed away from that. All natural? Yeah, just coffee. Right. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I get down to Mississippi, and I run into this old timer, and he's looking at me, and he's the man driver. He says, you look beat. <laughs> says, tell me about it, you know. He says, what's going on? So he says, come on and join me. He'd been on the road for 40, for 40 years, this old guy. So I told him the story. He goes, well, hell, he ain't wrecked yet. He must be doing pretty good. <laughs> he says, what's your logbook look like? I said, what logbook? <laughs> what is that? What do you mean, what logbook? You're not running a logbook? I said, hell, I don't know what a logbook is. <laughs> you know, I saw him mentioned somewhere down in the book. That 650 didn't cover logbook training? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He says, well, go in there and get a couple logbooks, and I'll, I'll fix them up for you. A couple? Yeah, well. You got, you got a doctor in case you make mistakes. You got to have another one ready to go. Yeah. You always had to have a backup. Right. So this old timer, he uh, he takes my logbook and he, what time did you leave? And he, he does the math. <laughs> so he gets me right into Moss Point where I was at. And uh, so then he says, how, you, how about the waste stations? How you been going through there? I said, what waste stations? <laughs> I said, oh, yeah, I just passed those things. Right? <laughs> <laughs> just learning as he goes. <laughs> no, no, Robbie, you got to go in there and, and go in there. I said, what for? For they can weigh you. I said, well, I know how much I weigh. You know, 180 pounds, like it or not. <laughs> no, no, no. So he tells me how to do that. and He takes all the fun out of life, I tell you that. <laughs> Driving wasn't as fun anymore. <laughs> Then I get down to Florida, down to Orlando, and I get there pretty early because my dock time is like 10 o'clock in the morning. And so I get there about 8, and I'm watching these trucks that are before me backing up. Because, <laughs> hell, I don't know how to back that thing up. Yeah. Thing, you know. <laughs> so what I do is I get a bunch of quarters out, and I'm, I'm standing by this truck backing up, and I keep laying these quarters down where he's at. <laughs> <laughs> So then I pull up in there, and I'm looking at these corners. I'm not looking at Doc. I'm not looking at my mirrors. I'm just looking at these damn corners. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I get backing up in there, and I look in my mirror, and I see my brother with his crew. He's about 42 
of his production people out there on the dock. And I see them all making <laughs> bets. You're going to get <laughs> <it> in. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So I know my brother's behind it, of course, you know. Right. Anyway, I get back in there and back up and get her unloaded. And my brother got this big old smile on his face and handful of money. <laughs> Man, I had a good time. That's awesome. Got uh, down there and got to watch John Wayne or John uh, Glenn do that shuttle launch up. Oh yeah, in space that time. Oh, that's, that's great. Cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, sitting up there, and I think we were in the Walt Disney area. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're on top floor of one of the Hot Shots rooms. That's really cool. You know, the Cape's like ninety miles away from there or something, but you can still but hear you can see it. And, and feel the vibrations of this. Of Everything's the flat. When it takes off, you that's can see amazing, everything. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. Awesome. Really cool. So when did you know? So talking about the mines before, did you have any driving prior? Was it just strictly outlaw, go in and pay the guy under the table and take I, off? I drove a, a gray, gray Line bus. Right. I learned, that's how I learned the gears, part of the gears. I did that for just a short period of time because they're only paying five dollars an hour. Uh, well, I was cost me that much geez, money to drive Tucson to get it. Bus for five bucks an hour. Yeah. Well, I had three jobs at that time. Worked for the prison, and I was driving the, the bus, and I was working as a as a bartender. And then I changed off the bus and drove a limousine for a, for a few years. You lived this exciting of a life, and I never knew this about you. <laughs> well, I used to Why do you think he was so angry with right. you all the time? He had such a cool life before. I started as a correctional officer working on death row and around the death row inmates <clears throat> and the gang leaders. And uh, back then, in 82, they had assembled all the gang leaders out of all the yards, the different yards, whether they were the Mexican Mafia or the Aryan Brotherhood or the Black Mau Mau's, whatever they were. <laughs> And they put them in this one building, and we used to walk in that building fighting, and we would leave fighting. <laughs> I mean, that, that, that place just rocked and rolled constantly. I followed my dad there, too. Those guys had no sense of humor. Oh, man. Right. You know? I'd have to fight anyone. And then later, yeah. I became a case manager of them. And uh, so I was with Death Row quite a few years. Man. Mm-hmm. So what? that sounds pretty cool of a life. What? Why trucking? And when did you know that? <laughs> Driving over the road all those years, that would be your career. Well, you know, once, you, once it gets in your blood, once you get on the road and uh, you start getting the sense it's, it's bigger than you, yourself. I mean, you start realizing that you're serving the nation. You're doing something for somebody else that, that needs it, you know. Right. I'll tell you a little story. I was going up to Bismarck from uh, Wyoming, on a load, uh, sandbags. They had a, it was, a, the dam had busted, the levees were, were breaking, and they needed these sandbags <clears throat> desperately. But it was in the wintertime. And I left there, and it was snowing, I got through a lead in Deadwood, South Dakota, and I got in there and hit a blizzard, and I shut down for three days. You know, but I'm thinking, these people, they need these doggone sandbags up there. We got to, I got to find a way to get it up there. So as soon as the roads open, and they got this this Doppler radar at this gas station that I shut down at. So you can watch it hour by hour. If you get a break in the weather, you can, you know, go for a couple hours. And So I was doing that for a couple of days, and I got on the road, and I get out there on this main highway. I forget what it was. Probably the US-90. But in any event... I'm out there. I'm, I'm the only person on the highway. And it's a four-lane highway on both sides. It's split, medium. And I put my truck sideways. They had an emergency pull-off lane on the inside lane, the number one lane. And they had another one on the outside lane. And I put my truck sideways. My front tires are on the rumble on this one, and my back tires on the rumble on the other side. I, I get it slowly turned around. Get going. It happened to me three times in like 15 minutes. 
And I'm getting, I'm getting better at it now. The third time around. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> Will would have shut down again by then. I called in driver manager, said he ain't going to make it. <laughs> Been like no noodling and no driving in the snow. I'm out. <laughs> well, but for those people that needed those sandbags, I, I was, was going to get it there come heck or high water. That's fantastic. Anyway, so that was the third time and that was it. It got, the road got better and better and I got down there and. But boy, it's colder than heck in those in those oh, yeah. South Dakota, North Dakota. Can only imagine. Wisconsin, oh my God. Chicago. But well, anyway, well, we got her done and that was but you realize that that you're doing something that people need. You know, we service, feed, we, yeah. feed, we feed the nation. We uh, yep. uh Larry Knight told me one time that uh, the economy got really bad, you know, and, and uh, we were five gallon five dollars a gallon back then. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, we're the people are always going to need to eat. They're always going to need to eat. So that's why when Des got in the refrigerator side, and the economy being like it is today, well, I'm glad that she did that because she'll have a job. She'll have yeah. a way to, to make a living, an, an honest living. You can't have an introduction well, like that to Desiree I, I overhearing just, all this. I was just going to say. Yeah, was, mafia and all this stuff <laughs> you have. So your daughter. Well, well, yeah, why don't we transition to Desiree? Yeah. Let's yeah. see how the, her story compares to her father. Yeah, I mean, we had the outlaw teacher <laughs> over here. And Desiree, how, how long have you been in? Welcome to the show, first and foremost. Thank I know you we've so had much. a spotlight on him over here. It's so interesting, we couldn't help yes, but listen. We, we, we love the old school. You're right. So do I. I love him so much. <laughs> so, first of all, how did you get into trucking? Did, was this always in your blood as well? No. <laughs> no, it wasn't. I, uh, I was married for 29 years, and so. Um, I got divorced, and that happened in January, and I was kind of surprised by the whole thing, actually. So I was like, "What am I going to do with myself?" By the divorce or trucking? Uh, both. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. It all super off guard. Yeah. It all, yeah. But my kids were grown, and um, I was like, "What am I going to do? Like, how can I, you know, support myself?" And you know. And so I, I, the I job asked, that I I asked this as you paint this picture. So this is like the sad stage. So you're, yeah. So that but, okay. But but I but I it got better, and I I finally had gotten my first apartment. So this, the first year was like I never had my own apartment. It was great. Like I had a great time. And uh, but I was thinking like, how am I going to be able to support myself? And the job that I had, um, I did fraud at a bank and so they paid me well what do you whoa whoa you mean what do you mean you just said your dad over here all this stuff in the prison you did fraud yeah and i also worked at the prison how much money did you make wow that's kind of a personal question i, I mean will. she said i made fraud would you would you defrauding the banks no oh, okay I mean, what's your I waist size well yeah, right while we're at it i worked you have a i secret worked stash? Yeah, good grief. <laughs> no <laughs> No, so I uh, so I did that, and they paid me well. But I was I was looking for some way for me to, you know, I kind of lived in a bubble for a lot of years because in my marriage I was taken care of, and yeah. so I didn't yeah. have to do this. Mm-hmm. So I thought, you know what, I need to pay this debt off that I have, and I want to buy my own house. And um, paying almost two thousand dollars a month in the apartment I was in, I was like, no, that's going to take way too long. Not working. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, I knew that my dad had, you know, supported us well, and he, and he, you know, he, he has a beautiful house, and him and my mom, and I was like, you know what, maybe I can do that, and uh, me, my girlfriend Daisy, she was gonna, we were gonna both do the CDL, and you know, we were gonna team drive, well, then she chickened out, and so then I was like, whoa, <laughs> like, what, I'm gonna do this by myself, and um, I went, and I talked to my dad, and I told him, I'm gonna He's like, I don't think that's a great idea. <laughs> like, he's like, maybe you should just stay at the bank. That so he you're doing good. You out of going. Yeah, because he's very protective, and even growing up, he was always very protective yeah. of us. But why did and he try talking you out of trucking? Because he said it's dangerous and it's, right. you know, it's hard, right. and um, you know, people are, you know, it's a mean world out there. And he knows that I live in a bubble, like so. I don't know about any mean yeah. stuff. I don't know about dangerous, except when I worked at the prison, but. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm far removed from that now. And so, um, but I told him I was going to do it. I was like, Dad, either you can support me and, like, help me because I'm still going to do it. And um, 
he has been the best resource I could ever. I don't know if I could have still been here really if he hadn't helped me. You know, everybody so, listening right now, sorry. No, no, everybody's good. listening is wondering, <laughs> is your same little hookup out there where you got your little test? Did you send her over there for $650 as well? Well, you got, got up to $800 if you could do math, Will. No, even before the Correct. Tennessee part. Yeah, you, Go on. Anything after 100 I'm done. Yeah, and I was supposed to reimburse me for that, come to think of it. That's why you yelled at Will. Right? <laughs> he didn't know how to make that happen. He couldn't calculate it. <laughs> Brett would have took care of it. He was in there. <laughs> so I did, you know, I, my dad, he, like I said, he's been so supportive. And um, so I went and I, you know, went through the school. I went to... In Salt Lake, we went. I went through, um, you know, Swift. Oh, so you uh-huh. went through the Swift Academy up in West Valley. Yeah, uh-huh. okay. And cool. then when I was done with that, but I, you know, since I'm working um, here, they they asked me if I would like to be part of the Top Gun program, which I was not. I felt very proud about because they said I was doing good, and I was like, I am <laughs> really. <laughs> and so I I got to do that program, which was exciting, and uh, me and one other lady, and so we. Our little trucks were next to each other, and in the morning, I'm like, go and knock. I'm like, hey, are you 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 know, do you want to go get something to eat or whatever? And so, um, and what is that program you're speaking of? So you got your CDL, gun. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it just additional training? No, after you uh, get your CDL, so I I did that. Um, then you get to participate in this if you're asked to be in the Top Gun program. So if the, for the first week, you're going to live in a truck right on at the school grounds. And um, and you use simulators to um, do oh, half of the oh. day, and it teaches you a lot of backing. And I learned a lot of, like, blindside backing. Sure. A lot. That the was pretty world. much all it was. Big, was big right, time. And I was yeah. like, well, okay. So I, I learned how to do that. And then the other half was out in the field, you know, doing backing. And so whatever we learned from the simulator, then we would, you know, out, copy it out there on the field. And so um, I probably had 50 backs by the time that that week ended, at least maybe even a little more. And um, and then it was time to get a trainer. And then it was time to go on the road. The social and, experiment gone horribly wrong. That's when all the fun started. Wow. <laughs> I didn't. Was it harder than marriage? Some days. <laughs> you weren't locked in a, in a small moving closet. Right. Right. At least in a marriage, you had a chance to get away. <laughs> Not fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> it took me 29 years. Right. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, uh, I, but I was really blessed. I, I, I told um, my recruiter that I had, and, and he was amazing. And, and I told him, I said, I don't care if you give me a man or a woman or whatever. I was like, but they have to have a lot of experience. I do not want to have somebody yeah. with no, because you're, you know, I don't, all I know is that vehicles have tires. Like, I don't know anything else. So I need to make sure, although at that point I had, you know, done my inspection so I could point things out and I'm really good at memorizing. So I don't, <laughs> yeah, but, but I did it. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> and, uh, Although I did have to have help backing up because I so I had to call the police because I got myself into some kind of situation where I couldn't back up. And the co- and the police officer goes, are you sure you have your CDL? I was like, yes, I do. Would you like to see it? <laughs> you should have put quarters on the ground like your I dad did. <laughs> <laughs> GPS failed me again. Oh, what man. the heck? But, yeah, so I, I was, you know, um, I did my two weeks with my trainer and then on my truck and it has been an adventure but um how long have you been out on your own since august 16th august 16th Ooh, that's not how very do you, long tell do you me, like tell them how many miles you got so far almost twenty thousand. Wow, wow good for you right? so you're fantastic. about to be in the soul and I've had, yeah. yeah and i've had a uh, two uh um two breakdowns i've had a little bit of breakdown issues so you know i figure that i actually have I've had like eight days of breakdown. So in that short amount of time, I feel like, you know what? Maybe I can do this. I don't know. Well, you seem very confident in Uh, your uh, trucking career. Absolutely. I mean, you've got a a good mentor. Do you think having your dad in your corner? I think I wouldn't be here. So when did he start backing you up? Like when you, when you said in the originally, he was, he was like, I don't want my little girl out on the road. And you finally gave him the ultimatum. (sighs) Because. Then what did he do? He was willing to help. Because, uh. He knows how stubborn I am. He knew you weren't going to give up? Nope. <laughs> I don't. And so, so if you're stubborn, you take after him? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> she's, she's very well read. She's very intelligent. 
So as far as that goes, I know she could handle it. Uh, I'm just very proud of her. And, and once she decided to do it, then let's go. Let's do it. That's awesome. But there's been several times I call them crying. Oh, I'm sure. This job is exciting. And I get to start my own adventure, so I get to see places I've never seen, and I never would have been able to do it without this truck. Um, but it's challenging. Her and first trip out, she goes down to Florida. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. And my That's dad, cool. he goes with me. Like, a, awesome. if I, he's like, he told me one day, because I had the thing, and I was talking to him, and I had, like, FaceTime, and, and he's like, um, not to be rude or anything, he's like, but can I watch the road? Sure. <laughs> I'll flip you right around. There you go. I see you enough, sweetie. Yeah, just show like, me the road. We're good. Right I here. just want to want to see where we're going. Okay. She she was on the I five going up towards Sacramento one day. She goes, Dad, I'm really hungry. I said, where can I stop? I said, well, show me the road. She mm-hmm. puts the camera on the road. I said, well, you got about three more miles, and you'll hit Patterson. There's an In-N-Out burger right there. <laughs> Go on there. And, and sure enough, you know, there it was. Truck parking. That's, yes. That's but fantastic. I've been was. on that road so many times yeah. that, that uh, I can say that probably I can do that nationwide. Yeah. Billy, Billy you ever going to get in the truck with her as a passenger? Anytime. anytime. Uh, I miss it. I miss being on the road. If I, if I could physically do it now, I would I'd be out there. You miss it? I do. Yeah. He That's told cool. me the sweetest thing. Yeah. The sweetest thing that one day we were talking and he told me, he said, Miha, whenever I got done driving, he goes, I was done. He's like, I put my miles in. He's like, I was good. He's like, but seeing you do it, he goes, makes me want to do it. He's like, I get to drive, you know, through you. And and he goes along with me on the rides. And it's been, that was the sweetest thing. After he got off the phone, I had a couple tears because you know, I have a CB that's in my truck. I don't know how to use it. I don't know. Um, but that's, I bring my dad with me every time. CBs that's are, the one he They're used. garbage. Hey, hey, well, I don't want to hear people yell at me and tell me how horrible of a driver. Yes. <laughs> you don't know how to use a CB. He didn't know how to use logs. It's okay. You just <laughs> learn as you go. Just like your dad. He keeps telling me, you need to make sure that works because you need to ask. But you only, you only use a CB when there's a breakdown. And you, and you find out what's going on ahead of you. Uh-huh. Just... See how you can divert, uh, go around it. That's the only time I ever used it. Yeah, look for the police. <laughs> What's going on? I didn't care. I was doing the speed limit. Yeah, I drove for companies. They were so slow, it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah Especially <laughs> in Texas. For impeding traffic. <laughs> when those, those tank oil tankers there. go flying by it on <laughs> yeah. the straight yeah. roads in Texas. <laughs> Any crazy stories since August 16th? I'm sure. This isn't going to be a serious just podcast. I want to hear the okay, good stuff. Okay, is there like any kind of like... <laughs> We want to hear. <laughs> okay, but like, yeah, I, I, I just, you know, have you I heard still need me this job. Talking? No, I'm just saying. Hey, like, no, no, nobody's gonna, nobody's gonna get ready. You're you all right. right. You have a right to remain silent. I know, but <laughs> all right. So, let's see. We have well, edit. <laughs> I guess that there's a lot of like, um, you know, the industry's changed yeah. a lot, from my understanding. Mm-hmm. However, you know, my first. And I went to the truck stop. They thought I worked there. <laughs> and I don't. <laughs> so that was awful. I'm like crying to my trader. She's like, it's okay, honey. Well, so like now I just. Store clerk. <laughs> so now I. No, not exactly. But. Oh, okay. Right. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, a little slow there, Brett. Hey. So, <laughs> yeah, so, look who's living in a bubble now. <laughs> yeah. Will's looking pretty good right now. <laughs> so then I, um, oh, I told my trainer, and she's like, it's okay, you know, and I was just sad about it. But now I just, I stay at rest areas a lot because for me, um, you know, they're safe, and a lot of them are really nice. And yeah. so if I get up in the morning, I want to take a walk or, like, um maybe meditate before I get on the road, anything like that. It's some of them are very beautiful. And so, um, I don't have to worry about staring at the person across from me. You know, when I do go to the truck stop, as soon as I get there, I close my curtains and I, um, you know, go in the store if I need to. And then I'm in my truck the rest of the night because yeah. I just don't want to be bothered. Is that in the back of your head? Just being a female driver out there? Cause I mean, there's not a whole lot that's in the industry. So I could see better. where your dad is, you know, worried about yep. his daughter out there. Yeah, and and like being he, a female. He's told me, he's like, do not walk between the trucks. He goes, if you can park closer to this, you know, when you're in the truck yeah. stop, try to park closest to closer to the building. If you can, um, you know, cause you don't want to be walking between the trucks. Um, and I take my seat belts and I seat belt my, my door handles. 
That's old school. In because yeah. and, and um, hopefully. Did you, did you learn that from your dad? No, I learned that you from. Pick that up on your own, huh? No, well, well, my trainer that I had when I was in the academy, I was talking to her because because I know that my dad was concerned about my safety, and so I'm like trying, and because I am, yeah. Um, I just wanted to see what can I do because I can't have a weapon. So I what do, can do I do? You keep a tire thumper to thump your tires. I have this yeah. this thumper that my dad gave me it's to good. check my tires. Yeah, check your tires. I used to use that with right? Will when he was working under me. <laughs> I took it from him and used it on him. And literally, it was like <laughs> thumping a tire it would bounce off that head of his. There's nothing in there. Well, I had a couple like new person um, incidents. Because I don't know how to do U-turns, and so I guess if you do too tight of U-turns, it can cause problems to your vehicle. This is the part where we're going to have to edit. I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> so that was, that was, but you know what? When I called claims, I told them, hey, <laughs> I said, you'll be happy to know I don't know how to do U-turns. <laughs> but but I had to do one in the shippers, and I didn't know how to do it. Let me just put this out here for the record. Yeah. Back in the day, I did lots of U-turns. They didn't have all this technology. So anybody they that know. says now they, they, they don't do that, I don't know if I wouldn't be in a safety office all the time now if I would make it in a trucking career because of but getting lost. You can do the U-turns in a private parking lot, right? Yes. You, you can. Just They just don't want you doing them on the road. Right, right. On, a, right. on a road. I was doing yeah. mine in places to where... Well, like I, I said, yeah. the thumper bounces <laughs> off his head. There's not a lot there. So he just did whatever he wanted. So I'm learning like this. I'm learning as I'm going. Yeah. Um, with the two weeks, and I'm very thankful I got to be with somebody for two weeks. And so she taught me how to drive. That's great. That is the easiest part of this job, <laughs> I swear. Like, my dad has been such, he has helped me do my trip planning. Um, he can tell me where I, he's, he'll tell me what, you know, if you can get this far. This is the truck oh, stops that awesome. are there. Yeah. This is the, because I didn't know he also was helping me with my weight because apparently fuel weighs like eight, eight pounds a gallon. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. And so he's like, don't get, don't go over half because you're going to be over your, you know, I'm moving my tandems. It's just. Um, there's so much that goes into this job that I never, I mean, you know, of course you go over a little bit in school, but yeah, they don't he's helping over. that. Yeah. And he's helping that learning curve. Right. I mean, yeah, the drivers go through and, and for you, it's going to be feel, much shorter. I, well, I feel like I have there. an advantage over, I, I don't think I would have made it if, if I didn't have yeah. him because it's hard. It's, but yeah. you know what? Every day I do it, it gets, I, I do it that day. And then I'm like, Oh, I got it this morning. And, yeah, but you said you raised kids, right? Yeah. So you, you've done the you've done the hardest thing on the whole planet. So I'm going to ask you this question and put everything on the spot here. I just do it anyway. Oh okay. well, they can edit if they want. All right. Being new, coming in the career, okay, you're changing. It's a big life change for you. Do you feel like you were given all the tools into the industry? Because I asked everybody no. this. <laughs> like they come in, they feel like they're they could have had more training. They don't have. Uh, Mr. Haro over here who's been in the industry. Absolutely not. They, I don't feel like feel you're like set up for failure if it wasn't for your father, honestly. For sure, yes. Right. And and some of that is just because in, I don't know, you could be with the trainer for a year, and I don't know if everything would come up that yeah. you need to know. Honestly, I don't. So I don't think it's really like a, I, I mean, I, I do believe that, you know, um, it would be more difficult as a, a new driver. However, um. But since I have my dad, it's, you know, been a little easier. Um, but I, I I almost think that maybe there should be, like, um, some kind of, like, maybe if you had a dispatch that only does, like, new people so they, they can handle all the new people problems. Because my poor dispatcher, who is wonderful, he has the estrogen uh, fleet because it's, like, 20 women and, like, two men. <laughs> and he's great. I love him. Um <laughs> He, one day I called him and I'm crying and he's like, it's okay, dear. It's okay. He's like, this is just a growth. Cause I was like, I don't know why I'm crying. I know there's no crying in trucking. And he's like, it's okay, dear. You might as well give a shout out to he, cause I'm going to research His everybody. His name is Richard and he's awesome. Richard has the estrogen fleet. Yes. Well, we got to give a shout out to Richard with the estrogen yes, fleet. Yes, indeed. Keep I'm guessing, I'm guessing that Richard's got a family <laughs> of women. Yeah, I think so. And Lots of daughters. And he, um, he's been a, and I was blessed because I got a, a dispatcher that has a lot of years in the industry. I think he's like 
I've been like for 20 years. Oh, that's great. And so yeah. he, I don't have to do anything. I mean, as far as like, I get to drive the truck and he handles all of the other BS, right? Like, so there's not much I have to do. Um, but if I did, I don't know if I could do it because dang, but it's every day is something new. Um, and as, as crazy as it can be with like, some of the guys out there, which is why I don't go to the truck stops. On the other side of it, I have had nothing but help. If I ask somebody for help, there has been somebody that's willing to help me. Wow. If I need help backing up, if I, if whatever I need help with. I mean, I've, you know, I broke, I my tire blew out, which makes a big loud bang in case anyone doesn't know. Like, I was like, <laughs> what is that? And oh my gosh. And my dad's like, you can go a little further. Oh no, I'm like on the side of the road. There's like no room. He's like pretty dangerous i think there's a stop just right a up the road it's like just go okay so um but yeah i don't i can't imagine if i didn't have my resource as my dad that i can't imagine coming into this um how how alone you would feel yeah because this job i mean the, it, you know you are alone a lot and with other careers that i've had you know, there's always support, so you can reach out and you can ask for help, and you know, and there's somebody right there that you know. Even if you have to walk to their desk, you can get some help. And here, you're on your own. There is nobody. I mean, I can call somebody, and they may be able to give me some advice, or you know, maybe this is what you should do. But it's still me doing it. So as helpful as he is, he's still not there with me. Right. And so these are all things I've never had to deal with ever. Right. You. It used to be a lot different back in the day, man. You'd see a truck on the side of the road with the four-way flashers, and you'd have 50 people. Hey, you okay, driver? I mean, they would pull up in front of you, behind you, and come out and offer to help, you know, with tools, knowledge. There's all kinds. It's it's definitely a different industry out there these days. Well, I, and I think that our society is a lot different. So It's I mean, changed you know, a lot. You don't, because I even had um, this guy, in, and I was getting fuel. I was in the fuel line, and he was, came and asked me for money. I was like, no, I'm not giving you any money. He's like, I just need a little bit to get a hotel. And I'm like, and I told him, sorry, I don't have any cash. And um, and I managed to get a little change out of, that's all I had to give him. But um, he's like, this is, he's like, this industry is different. He's like, my dad was a trucker. He was like, and people always would help each other. And I'm like, well, yeah, but you have about, I, in a day I'll have, you know, several people ask me for money. And for me being a woman, I don't want, to take any money out because I don't want to get robbed. So I don't know if I'm well, pulling yeah. money out if they're like, oh, she has money. Yeah. Well, let's just knock Try, her out and <laughs> take it. He'll you into giving oh, the money yeah. that you earned. I'll right. be asking so for money myself. Like, oh, no. If I give to money. Right? Jeez. I mean, I could have to stop even carrying my nice purse because I don't want to be a target. You Put know? it in so, a Walmart <laughs> grocery bag. Right? Just, yeah, play so the part. It's because, you know, I'm like, I have, you know, I'm a girly girl. And so, like, I like nice things. But out there, I have, I have to look at everything a little bit different. Like, I don't want to be the person that now becomes the target for whoever's in that parking lot looking yeah. at, you know. Smart. And then me being in the truck by myself, it's like, you know, I almost want them to think there is that I'm not in there by myself. And so I had asked the shop to order me. My, my truck didn't have those curtains that go from the back to the front. And so I asked for those curtains. I said, because then when I, I can keep those closed all day. And then nobody knows if someone's sleeping back there or not. And then when I get to the truck stop, I can close the front and they still don't yeah, know, you right. know? And so it's like just thinking a little bit different about maybe protecting myself in a way I haven't had to do before. Yeah. So, so I got a question for you. Isn't who else is in the trucking family? Your son, was he also into trucking? Your wife never was correct. My, my wife drove for night. And, uh, that's right. And me uh, as a team for six and a half years. Oh my uh, gosh. I didn't know that. And, uh, you know, I, I was training at the time, and we had a dedicated with uh, Albertsons going up to Carlsbad and to Hobbs and El Paso and back. We did that like three times a week. and uh, Teaming with your wife, right? Yeah, and then they decided to stop the, the, the training program. And I was going to lose that run, which is a very lucrative run. And Larry Knight again comes in and says, "Well, Bill, he says, once you get your wife to drive." And I said, "Oh my goodness, I don't know about that." <laughs> <laughs> we spent enough time together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, so I said, let me, I'll call her up and see what she says. Because she was lonely and I was lonely, you know, being out there yeah. gone for so long. So I, I called her up and she goes, yeah, I'll give it a shot if you want. Really? <laughs> and I said, yeah. So Larry says, well, take that truck and that trailer home for a month and teach her how to drive. And then, <laughs> yeah, that's what he did. And so I did. I took her, and, and out of all the guys that I trained, I swear to God, my wife hit the gears better than any of the, the rookies that I trained. That's she just true. instinctively knew how to. And when I met her, she had she'd never know how to drive. And I taught her how to drive even the standards. And you teamed for six years. Six and a half years, yeah. That's I got amazing. Up, she got up there in, uh, in Indiana, hit some ice coming out of a rest area. Put it sideways just a little bit. And she said, that was it. I'm done. I'm finished. Scared her. Yeah. But if, if I got time to tell you the backup story on that, it's a little bit more. We had gone down to Florida, down to Lake City, on a Walmart, or a, no, a Home Depot load. And we had a hurricane coming in. So we said, well, we got to get this load and get out of here because it's coming in pretty quick. So this hurricane pushed us all the way up, up into Georgia, and then we got away from it. We got down into Kansas, and uh, a, a tornado. We were bobtailing. We went, dropped the trailer to the yard. We were going down, bobtail down to, to get something to eat, and all of a sudden these sirens start going off, and we're looking at the TV, and there's, they got a really good system. There, they track a minute by minute, second by second, and street by street. Actually, that's how good their their information is. So there's a flying J right down the road, and we're bobtailing. So we jumped in the truck and we went down there and jumped in between two trucks with trailers. And this thing, I swear, went just like a block away from us. This this uh, tornado and rocked us a little bit, and a lot of lightning and and pretty scary. So then we get out of there, and we go up up into Washington State, and I'll be a son of a gun up there talking about Mount St. Helens. Erupting. Uh, Erupting again, uh. and expect a little bit of ash this afternoon, and maybe worse, so everybody get prepared. And so we pop the clutch and burn rubber out of there. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> you know? So you're hitting all these natural disasters? <laughs> this is a one trip. This is a one trip. Jeez. Did you get, get down to California? Guess what? Guess what we did? Earthquake. I was just gonna say, did you get it all? <laughs> a 4.5 earthquake down in down in Los Angeles, Montana, and in a truck you don't feel it. Maybe just a little bit of wobble because of the rubber tires and stuff. Yeah. But she goes, okay, let's go home, please. I gotta go home. <laughs> She never went back again. She goes, I'm out of here. You're done. <laughs> let's go back. To, let's go back to Arizona where all I deal with is heat. Yeah. 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 So it, I have it, uh, I have a question for you. Just your opinion from how you started out into trucking things that what surprised you now with how things are done. And same questions for you when he answers industry then compared to now. It's amazing. We were talking about Terion. We were talking about uh, just to have this night had put a couple million bucks in the system where it was going to run off of AM, FM radio signals. So whenever you're getting in, in the town, you could pick up your next load who would come up on your... Automatically. Automatically. Yeah. Sketchy, but, you know, would come up. <laughs> but before that, it was going to truck stops, and they had these phones... You call the 800 number, yeah. and you, you plug in the night, and they say they give you your information, and you'd have to get the map out to figure out what route you were going to go to. and The Thomas Guide? You get in the city, yeah. I mean, hmm. it was it was a cumbersome, very difficult. And then the GPS, when the GPS came out, oh, my God, what a relief. <laughs> well, that took so much off, off the driver's head that, you know, the planning that goes into uh, – you know, That's dispatchers, amazing. God bless them, they want to get it off their board. They don't care. Yeah. You know, whoever take it, you know, they'll just shove it on them. You remember the screens back in the day where it was like 
lime lima bean green and it would have tl turn right tail and you're just oh, trying yeah, to yeah. scroll while you're driving yeah. just to find out where you're going <laughs> i know uh, amazing what was the technology that's kicked in since then uh, but if i may just as a trainer and i'd like to talk to maybe the younger drivers out there not the the old guys that have been out there but there's so much planning that goes into accepting a load. You know, there's so much information that you need. You know, how many hours you got left on your 70? Do you have many hours to go pick up your load and get it moving? You know, where's it going to land at that afternoon when you shut down? And, uh, you know, are you going to have enough miles to get enough hours to get it there? What's the weather going to be like? What's the weight, you know? What's the traffic? You know, I, I would shut down, let's say, in Wheeler Ridge at the bottom of the grapevine. If it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, I'm going to sit down there till 7. Let the traffic go? Then I'm going to go over the hill, over the grapevine, and get into the, to the 210 at, a, you know, 7, 8 o'clock in the evening when the traffic's flowing again. Otherwise, you're just sitting there spinning your wheels. Yeah. You know, inch by inch, you're just eating up your time. You might as well go off duty, go get a shower, go get a nice meal, get some rest, and then... And then Take it back up. But a, a new driver needs assistance in figuring that stuff out. I think the dispatchers have to be more aware because, you know, it's always the driver's fault. And once you accept a load, it's all on you, but, oh. you know. But the dispatchers, they need to take a little bit more time, especially with the younger drivers, and help them go through those things, but they don't set them up for failure yeah. because it's so easy to fail a load, and nobody wants to fail a load. You know, that was I think. I think that's how I established myself at night, and I would take the tough loads. I, I would get them there on time, come heck or high water. Um, but it was very important to me that I did that. But, uh, now I want to piggyback you know? off what you said on trip planning because now. They have account managers. They have all these managers that's in that's communicating with their customers. So you're into this industry now, and man, they're they're hooking it up now to where you could pretty much be home a couple times a week, where you're meeting another driver. They're logistically planning, and, and man, there's so much. Where planning do those can, people go? Where yeah. do, I didn't get that. Yeah. And that's where that's where the industry's going oh, more okay, and more. Good, yeah. It's not there yet, but that's where that's where our company now is. They're wanting people to be creative, like take someone, meet them halfway, swap trailers, and go back home. Yeah, and to spend more home time because that over the road lifestyle. I mean, it is far and few between for people. They want to have a life, a work, balance it out. So, I'm glad you hit on like the planning. You know, part. that's what drew us to night transportation. We were working for a company. I won't mention their name, but they wanted you to have 12 days off a year. That was it. Hmm. One day a month. And uh, that's horrible. That was just unacceptable. But as I talked to other truckers on the road, they said night's the one to go to because they're family-oriented, that they, they care about their, their people. And uh, sure enough, that's the way it was. It was hard to get in because you needed at least six months uh, minimum driving at the time. Yep. And you clean record and, you know, and all that stuff. Are you seeing the same thing that he's talking about now since you're so new? I mean, August 16th, are you seeing that family atmosphere into the company? Because you're definitely not seeing the green screen that Will and, That's true. and your dad um, saw. Yeah, anytime that I needed, you know, to take care of something or wanted, like, after six weeks, I was like, I need to go home. My dad kept telling me, he's like, Des, you need to tell your dispatcher you need, like, some days off because... <laughs> Because every day I'm calling him yeah. crying, and he's like, no, you need to go home. Yep. So, um, but as soon as I did it, he was like, yeah, no problem. And then even like this, to come do the podcast, I was like, hey, I said, can I get a couple days extra so that I can, I have family here, can I? So, you know, and so he was like, yeah, no problem. So he's, you know. Good. And so it hasn't been any, yeah, it's it's been really nice. And and even whenever my, my trainer, um she had a family emergency come up in the middle of the two-week training. And so we did one week, and she had to take care of something. So, um, But I had the terminal manager, um, the recruiter call me and say, are you okay? Safety was like, hey, you know what? 
you're, I know you're staying there with the truck in Fontana. You know, are you okay? You want us to get you, you know, a way to go home and spend a few days? And I'm like, no, I just need to, you know. And so, but because, you know, people reaching out and you makes you feel like, even though sometimes on the road when you're out there, you feel alone because you are, <laughs> you know, except by, you know, phone contact. And thank goodness that there's FaceTime. Um but to have somebody actually in a company that's our size to be able to call and say, hey, you know what, I know, are you okay with that? Is, you know, is that going to be a problem? Do you, you know, to try to accommodate or, or it made you feel like they do care about you. And, you know, that was something that I heard a lot was like, you know, companies, it's all revolving door. And like, you know, they don't really care about you, especially bigger companies because they're, uh, you know, you're just a number to them. And, you know, and. And so for my experience, and, and not mentioning any names, but when I went to school, um, there was another, the other person, and she had gone with a recruiter from somewhere else because she wasn't working with me. Um, and she had talked to the recruiter one time, and my recruiter was awesome. He called me, like, every week, even though I was, wasn't going to start for six weeks. He called me, like, once a week and be like, hey, you're still coming, right, and is there anything that we can do, you know, I mean, and just help walk me through it because I was so scared and I had never done anything like that. And her, I mean, I think, I don't even think she, I think she ended up quitting after her training because she, I think, had felt so unsupported in the process that... She couldn't get through it. Yeah, it was yeah. just too too challenging. Yeah, there was an old school message here and I remember when I interviewed coming off the road into the inner workings of, of night and the first thing they said was, you stay connected with your drivers. That was an old school mentality and it needs to come back these days. And it is that you stay connected with somebody and you have a network of support people here. Don't burn yourself out. I that, mean, that was the first thing they told you, right? What? <laughs> to stay close to your drivers. Stay connected. Connected. Was what was the second thing? Do you remember? I do. I do. I don't. They said, don't make us regret this, Will. No, to me, to you. No, to you. No, to you. <laughs> and we've been regretting it ever since. <laughs> I mean, we just have. But we love them anyways. Right. <laughs> so I want to ask you to tell everyone out there what advice, not as a female, as a driver, coming into the industry, you know, what advice would you give somebody coming in that's making or maybe on the fence about a career change, you know, what to expect, hang in there, kind of a pep talk for people? Well, everybody with time has said, you know what, just expect that the first three months are going to be hard. It is going to be hard yeah. because it's something new. You're away from every, you know, everybody that you're used to seeing on a daily basis. And it's all new. But if you'll stick with it, our country is beautiful. Like, I mean, it is beautiful. And you get to see the best in people. Um, you know, it's just, and I'm doing this, like. Every day I I get to do this. Is it Sorry. just is it just as exciting now as it was in the beginning? It, three months ago? Yeah. Only two months. Two months. Sorry. I guess it's almost three, but yeah. Um it is it is exciting. The but scary part will never go away. Okay, because I'm like, it's a little scary. No, that will keep you, that, that right there will keep, keep you, you safe. safe. Yeah, yeah, that's we'll the safety that, part. So that. that's respect. No no arrogance and cockiness, but that right there will keep you, and that will never go away. As long as you fear it, you respect it. So it, it's a little bit scary, but it's, um, it's just trying to, sometimes I feel like I fail every day, and that's what I talked to my dispatch. I was like, I, I was like, I have never had, a bigger learning gap than I have had in this position because, you know, my background is like mm -hmm. in finance and business and all that kind of thing. And so like to have to put work gloves on with these nails and having to like get under my truck if I need to, you know, inspect everything. It's, you know, and know that a truck has more than just tires on it yeah. is, uh, has been challenging it's so it but it's but it's good and and i and making my loads late and not and having to call the cops because i turned down the wrong way um you know when i had to do that because i had to do it three times <laughs> <laughs> pretty humbling i'm, I'm sure <laughs> yeah so um but i only actually had help two times because i got to call them the third time and tell them you know i found a way out you don't have to come um 
but having to do that, and they thank me because it's a safer way for me and for everybody. So, you know, it didn't seem like they were bothered or, you know, they they understand the process. Nobody's perfect at it. And so, uh, and so, but every day because I'm learning something new, I usually have to fail at it so that I don't do it again. And so, um, most days it feels like I'm failing, but I'm learning and I'm growing. And um, so I'm just waiting for that day. Well, actually, I, I did have a little bit of a ba- breakthrough. I um, I went to the same shipper twice, and I, like, started pulling up. I was like, I know this place. Like, right. I remember this. Right. And so it was like, okay, I know. I, I, I backed up here before I can do that again. And so it's like those things. It's like starting to feel more comfortable because, I mean, I can look at Google Maps once I, you know, have it in my GPS and, but I want to see what, which way am I going to come in and which side. Because sometimes the GPS doesn't tell me exactly yeah. which side. And so I'm looking at that um, from Google above, you know. And um, and so starting to get familiar and, like, building more confidence. This is building my confidence. because that's all of what it's for. And you know what that's going to lead to? You mentoring other people out there. You're going to be a trainer one day, and you're going to be able to tell them everything you're experiencing, what you're learning from your father. But I get alimony, so I don't have to train anyone. Oh, you will. <laughs> you'll, 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 have a, you'll have a bigger bank account. <laughs> will wasn't quite sure where to go with that one. Wow. Hey, Sorry. Thanks. <laughs> well, you'll have your own personal success then, right? Right. No. Do you have but a goal? But my kids are proud of me. Like, it's like, yeah. Way to go, Mom. Do you have a goal to surpass your father's 1.8 million? No. No? I don't have a goal that way. Yeah, we have, have a, we have a card that we give hey, all she's just new, taking it one day at a time. I have personal the experience goals. Right now. But here we have a card that we give to everybody. It's called a route to a million. So the average driver does about 100, 125,000 a year. Mm-hmm. So it should take you about six and a half to seven years for a million. Right? Have you set yourself a goal for things you'd like to have in, in trucking? Milestones. It's okay. No. No? Just kind of. I, but I know that I'm going to have my debt paid off within six months because because of my having a good dispatch. And, he and sends the alimony? Me, no, not the alimony. Oh. Well, maybe a little bit of the alimony. But um, because I get to work a lot of, like, he sends me on these, like, you know, I get a lot of miles every week. Yeah. I, I, and and because he's willing to do that for me, I, uh, I'm going to have my debt paid off. And then I'm going to buy my own. Like, I don't even know if I'm going to buy a house yet because I don't know where I want to live. I'm still, like, looking at all the places that are so beautiful because my kids are grown, so I can live wherever I want, right? Good point. So, yeah. So I haven't looked at, like, goals like that as far as for trucking because I figure without the trucking, I can't I can't make my personal goals. Right. And, you know, with family and taking my, you know, at least once a year, yeah. um, I take my kids to Disneyland and – so I still want to do that. We would go at least once or twice a year. And um, and so I, I still want to be able to do all that with the grandbabies. And, yeah, so, I mean, life is just a little bit different. So I don't have those trucking goals, but I do have goals. Absolutely. So, yeah. It's different than your goals. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I, I, right. Every if day. I can walk I a mile, I'll hey, be happy. And I don't care how many well, miles I, I drive. Just send me. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> I think he only ended up getting like 20 miles before he got out of the truck, right? Legal or illegal? I got caught lots of times with my logbooks. I wasn't smart enough to, uh, to, to <laughs> say half the lingo. I got caught that's on all a different, the time. Yeah, that's on a wow. different podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, we really appreciate you both coming in and spending some time with us. Thank you. It's uh, Obviously, it's an honor to see Bill again. I know we met once before on uh, as you kind of neared that retirement phase, but... It's awesome to see you and to hear the incredible stories that you have of, of the industry and getting your, your CDL. It was fantastic. And then obviously, as you've passed it on to members of your family and talking to Des and hearing about her successes, it's been, it's been awesome. It's an absolute pleasure to be back back home again to the family. This, Absolutely. You know, yeah. uh, night, means, night means a lot to me. And night was very, very good to me and my family. So we, we're glad that we're able to do our part. Uh, can I say one other thing? You sure Safety can. Safety-wise to the younger drivers. Give those young bucks all the <laughs> wisdom they need. You yeah. want to look into the camera and say, this camera right here, Mr. Harrell, you look into that camera. Being a, being a trainer, as I was, there was three modes of driving that I developed. And the first one is on the highway. And on the highway, you're 
you're just rocking and rolling, you know. You're out there and everything's going smooth and you're going at a fast pace. But once you start entering into a city, you go into a different mode. And that's, that's slowing, slower down, finger down, uh, and keep your distance. Distance, distance, distance. There wasn't a day that went by that I didn't see a rear-end collision, if not 10 or 15 of them going through Los Angeles or Sacramento or whatever the case is. So that's the mode, the second mode. The third mode is is your your parking lots, uh, your delivery points, your pickup points. That's when you're going even slower and being more cautious because there's close proximity to other vehicles and you're swinging your back of your trailer, uh, the front of your trailer, you know, the people that are, that are walking around you. So it's always slower, slower, slower till you get back on the road again yeah. and you can pick up the pace. But that's, that's critical in driving. And remember, keep your distance. That is the very most important thing to do. Do not tailgate. It doesn't get you anywhere. It's like when you go through a city, it's like going backwards because you got to keep backing off, backing yeah. off because everybody cuts in front of you. And instead of getting angry, don't get angry because there's gonna there's another idiot right behind that one. <laughs> you know, probably a thousand more behind. A thousand more to fall. Yeah, yeah, and it, yeah. it it eats you up. You, you get so angry. There's no reason to be angry. That's just the way it is. But it starts with you. And like Desi was saying about the the way it used to be, uh, you can start with you. Yeah. Be kind. Be respectful. Oh, you know, always remember your shippers. And your receivers, those are your customers. And you're, you're there to serve them. And you treat them because that's who, who pays you. You know, Knight gives you the money, but they're the ones yep. that are feeding the pot. I love so it. be professional in whatever you do and be good to one another. And that's very important. Great advice. You hear that? Bill. Be good Great to advice. one another, Brett. I'm still <laughs> working on that. But hey, again, <laughs> great advice to all you young bucks from a an old veteran like Bill Haro, to almost 2 million miles with, with night transportation, but within the industry, well over 2 million miles. So take it to heart. And while you're, uh, while you're out there listening, don't forget to subscribe or follow us on social media and the audio streaming platforms. And for Slick Willie, I'm Brett, and we'll see you next time. So keep on trucking. Keep on trucking, America. Bam, and we out. We enjoyed bringing this show to you, and we hope you had fun along the way, too. We're going 1010 for now, but you can catch us on the side on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Beyond the Rig and Drive Night. Until next time, be safe out there and keep trucking.